0: Okay, here we go. Amateur and pro athletes alike are wearing compression gear and using compression machines to hopefully improve their performance, or their speed, or up their recovery, or all three. But do these skin-tight suits really do anything? Well, that's what we're going to get into in this episode. My name is Brock Armstrong. Welcome to Second Wind Fitness. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But If you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest device, I'm what you would call a coffee snob. If you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com slash coffee. What was once an industry that was supported by professionals who spend the majority of their time on their feet, like nurses or wait staff, these skin-tight or tighter socks and pants and sleeves and so on have gained popularity beyond the all-night medical staff and local diners. Compression garments are often marketed nowadays and sold as a type of (laughs) magical second skin that promises to improve your athleticism. And when you're reading the ads for these types of things, you might believe that by simply tossing on a pair of tight pants or tight socks, you're suddenly going to be able to run faster or jump higher or lift heavier. But (laughs) surprise, surprise, it's not really that simple or that easy. I mean, to start with, compression gear doesn't provide enough support to make your muscles perform any different than normal. Despite what it feels like, that invincible feeling that you get when you slide on those hardcore looking socks or pants or whatever, well, it's mostly in your head. Your muscles may feel more supported, but that support is pretty minimal. And we'll get into that later, don't worry. Next, while some compression gear manufacturers, mainly on the fashion side of things, promote their products as a quick way to get the appearance of a flat belly or an enhanced chest or slim legs, the fitness industry has marketed their compression gear more specifically for muscle recovery and physical performance. So even though we see compression gear being worn by everyone from NBA players to triathletes to the guy running on the seawall this morning that I saw while I was out for my swim, the studies and the science of using these garments during any sort of uh, effort is pretty hard to nail down. Some researchers say that wearing compression socks or pants during a workout or event can help decrease muscle vibrations, which can cause muscle bruising. But then other researchers say the benefits of compression are mostly related to improved blood flow and circulation. And then, on the other hand, evidence that wearing these garments after or between workouts or events or whatever can improve your workout recovery. And make that more substantial, these researchers say that if you wear them after exercise, that extra tightness around your body has been shown to reduce delayed onset muscle soreness, or DOMS, by promoting optimal blood flow to those muscles that get beat up when you're, I don't know, on your feet all day, or running a marathon, or really just living your everyday life perhaps. But okay, What does science really say about this stuff? Now, don't worry, I'm not going to do some sort of PowerPoint presentation and bore you by recounting all 17 studies that I just poured over on whether or not compression garments will help you with performance and recovery or both. But I am going to give you some bullet point quick summaries of the results because I think that's a fun and interesting way to do this. So let's start with the results of the studies where the athletes wore compression socks during the workout. So, we're looking at compression during exercise. So, number one, the conclusion was that there was no significant difference in 10K times heart rate or blood lactate levels regardless of the type of stocking worn. Number two, there was no significant difference in oxygen uptake, heart rate, or blood lactate during the runs there were no benefits post-exercise. Number three, there were no differences in performance or other measures except for muscle soreness, which was less after using the compression stockings, which is not exactly what I was looking for here, but it still counts. Now, number four said that there was no performance enhancement in the time trial as measured by total work achieved in kilojoules. Then the next one says that there were no differences in performance ratings of perceived exertion, muscle soreness, or time to exhaustion, or even lactate concentrations. And finally, there were greater distances covered and faster velocities, although the enhancements were minimal. (laughs) So, okay... Now, let's look at the results from the studies where the athletes wore the compression garments with a focus on recovery. They're using them as a recovery tool. So here we go. Looking at compression and recovery. And you'll see it's a little more mixed and a little harder to decipher. But here we go. So number one. The decrease in max power was less when the compression stockings were worn during the preceding recovery and lactate was significantly decreased with the compression stockings also. So, okay, check. The next one, after 10 kilometer of running trails, recreationally active men experienced a reduction in delayed onset muscle soreness 24 hours after wearing compression stockings when compared with traditional sport socks. Not bad. So now number three says that for the first experiment, VO2 max test, there was no difference in VO2 max with or without compression stockings, but blood lactate levels after the test were lower with compression stockings. And then they did a second experiment, which was a three minute max effort, and they found that post-exercise lactate was lower only when compression stockings were worn during recovery. Now, number four, sort of an interesting result here. They say that cold water produced better recovery results than carbs and stretching or the compression garments. Then the next one found that post exercise lactate removal was significantly faster with compression stockings. Significantly faster. That sounds good. Then the next one said that compression stockings improved all markers of recovery except for creatine kinase, which is a marker of muscle cell damage. And the final result said that wearing a full-body compression garment for 24 hours after a challenging heavy-resistant strength workout enhanced psychological, physiological, and performance markers of recovery when compared with non-compressive garments but remember this was a full body compression garment for 24 hours so something that not all of us are willing to do. But all in all it's actually looking pretty good for the recovery aspect of compression gear. I'm tempted to slip some on myself right now and call it a day but there are still a couple of other ways that you can use compression garments that we haven't really talked about yet so let's get into those right after we pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com Amazon. All right, so let's look at compression and weight loss now. As you probably guessed, most of the research on compression gear is focused on performance and recovery, but there are also claims that compression can benefit people who are overweight. Specifically, compression gear has been touted as especially helpful for people with a greater BMI. Now, exercisers that carry larger amounts of weight are often more susceptible to repetitive use injuries like strains and shin splints and sprains and other joint issues. This is especially true when they are starting a new training program. Compression gear can actually help compress muscles against a person's skeleton and minimize those tiny muscle tears that are caused by muscle vibration and oscillation, which are greater in a person of greater size. Now, it is true that larger bodies move more during exercise, and compression gear can limit that movement and possibly prevent some of the wear and tear. But could it also help with losing weight? Well, no. All the claims that I could find actually skirted around this issue quite adeptly, and only made assertions that compression can aid in the exercise portion of an overweight person's weight loss regimen. And this is assuming that the types of workouts overweight people are engaged in usually involve higher volume or higher intensity. But yes, wearing compression gear could aid in minimizing the muscle damage that we talked about earlier, and also help overweight people recover faster so they can be more consistent in their training. And we know consistency beats intensity every time. And also, yes, all of these factors can certainly help with fat loss, but not in the direct route that we're often told or that we're usually marketed to. And also, the weight loss is not a direct result of the compression. So once again, it would seem that compression is not a magic sock for weight loss. It doesn't burn more calories. It doesn't boost your metabolism, which is there's no surprise there because not much really can. But if compression gear makes you feel more comfortable when you move, and helps you get back at your workouts faster and feeling better, and perhaps gives you more confidence in your appearance, then, well, it's probably worth the investment. Now, okay, one last compression deviation before I wrap up. I want to talk about peristaltic pulse dynamic compression, or PPDC. Now, you may not have heard of this, but... The key to this type of compression is something called sequential pulse technology, which is based on our body's own physiology. These dynamic compression machines replicate the action of blood pumping through the veins in our arms, our legs, our torso, or wherever else you might apply it. And the manufacturers liken it to peristalsis, which is a series of wave-like muscle contractions that happen in our bodies all the time. But This version of the peristalsis is kind of on steroids, if you can pardon the expression. These systems usually include a control unit, an air compressor, and attachments or sleeves for the legs, arms, or hips. Then they used compressed air to inflate and deflate the sleeves to massage your limbs and mobilize the fluid. Now, they first pre-inflate so that the sleeves become molded to the exact shape of your body. Then they begin compressing your feet, your hands, or your upper quad, depending on which sleeve you're using, similar to the way a registered massage therapist will rub and knead and gouge and apply variable pressure during a massage. Each segment of the attached sleeve will compress, pulse, and release. Now the technology behind these machines combines three different massage techniques to aid the body's recovery process. Pulsing, gradients, and distal release. Let's go through each one of those. So pulsing. Instead of a static compression like the socks or the pants that we talked about earlier that just squeeze the fluid out of the limbs, this technology uses dynamic compression or pulsing. And this is said to greatly enhance the movement of fluid and metabolic waste out of your limbs after a workout. Then it uses gradients. Now, in our bodies, our veins and our lymphatic system have a one-way valve that prevents backflow of fluid and keeps everything moving in one direction. The sequential pulse technology uses what is called a gradient hold pressure to keep your body's fluids from being forced down into your feet, and this can help deliver maximum pressure all over the entire limb nice and evenly. And finally, distal release— Now because squishing your body for extended amounts of time can be hard on your body's circulatory system, the sequential pulse technology releases its grip once it is no longer needed to prevent backflow. Now by releasing the pressure as soon as possible, each portion of your limb gets the perfect amount of rest and the perfect amount of compression. So you can see how this technology takes what we're doing with those static pants and socks and stuff and just makes it a little more, I don't know, compatible with our biology. Or at least that's the theory. So, speaking of theory, what is the science around PPDC? Well, once again, I'm not going to bore you by going through each one of the studies with a fine-tooth comb, but here are some highlights. The first study concluded that PPDC is a promising means of accelerating and enhancing recovery after the normal aggressive training that occurs in Olympic and aspiring Olympic athletes. I'd like to think I'm an aspiring Olympic athlete, but I'm probably not. But anyway, the next study concluded that an acute bout of PPCD transiently upregulates PGC1A mRNA related to cellular metabolism, we don't need to get into that, while also upregulating a thing called ENOS protein and NOX concentration in vastus lateralis biopsy samples, which really just means it did some good to the muscles. Then the third study concluded that PPDC provides a means of rapidly enhancing acute ROM, or range of motion, requiring less discomfort and less time. And finally, the final study concluded that acutely, whole limb lower pressure PPCD improves conduit, artery endothelial function systematically and improves RH blood flow locally of the compressed limbs. So, once again, showing some good benefits. So, now, based on what I read and what I saw, if you can justify the money for these devices because, well, they're not that cheap, and recovery time is actually a significant factor for you, then PPDC machines are a good way to go. And you know what? I can tell you from firsthand experience that even if it doesn't really do a heck of a lot for me, I really like the way they feel. I had one for a while and it's like just having something hugging your legs. It's it's very pleasant. But anyway, let's get back to the more affordable versions of this stuff and talk about how tight we need those compression socks and pants and sleeves and stuff to be in order for them to actually be helpful. Now, a compression garment is meant to be tight, but not restrictive, but also tight enough that you feel compressed. Got it? (laughs) No, neither do I, but let's look at some science to help us out here. So one study in particular looked at the effect of three different sizes of compression gear. Normal clothing, compression garment fitted to the manufacturer's instructions, and one size smaller than was recommended by the manufacturer. Now, the researchers found that the one size too small compression garment caused a drop in performance from both power and strength in the tests when it's compared to the properly fitted compression garment, but both sizes were better than the control, which was just normal clothing. So there is clearly an optimal fit, but also this shows that any compression is better than no compression, at least in this study it was. An interesting theory that was proposed for the performance benefits during the previous tests I just talked about is the increased stiffness at the joints that the athletes experienced when wearing compression garments. Now, if we take this theory a step further, that the stiffness around the joints was actually the thing that was helping them, it might suggest that the tighter the compression, the better the performance. But that was not the case in the study. So, Even when we're taking that into account, it still seems that there is indeed either an optimal stiffness for compression gear, or there is some sort of more subtle interplay with many different factors, probably a bunch of them psychological going on here. But in any case, a good rule of thumb, once again, when you're choosing your gear is that compression is meant to be tight, but not restrictive, but certainly tight enough that you feel compressed. We're back to that old chestnut. And as with the previous study, following the recommendations of the manufacturer will likely yield the best results. So, okay, what did we learn today? Well, after looking at all the studies, it is clear compression is no panacea. It is not going to fix your running form, it's not going to increase your vertical leap or eliminate muscle soreness from your life. But, I do see enough beneficial evidence to warrant giving it a try if you're interested. Or if you can find some on sale at your local sporting goods store, why not give it a shot and see how it feels. But keep in mind that your legs are the largest muscle group in the body, and wearing compression there will likely return the best and the most noticeable recovery results. But... A compression top can also help to support your chest, your abdomen and your arms and can give you a feeling of comfortable tightness. And if that extra support helps you get out the door for your next workout, helps you last longer during your workout, and perhaps helps you feel ready for your next workout sooner, well, then I think we've got ourselves a winner. Alright, thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness. My name is Brock Armstrong and I'll be back again soon.